Hello and welcome to Our Creative Intuition, a podcast for you who create and live between worlds. As an intuitive and creative, you have unique challenges and gifts to offer the world. Your sensitivity and creations matter. Our creative intuition is your soothing, affirming companion for those long hours creating the work of your soul. Most of these episodes will be just me being your companion on your journey with energy and creativity. Sometimes I'll bring other inspiring friends and guests along, and sometimes I'll also have episodes that are just sound bath meditations. My name's Megan, and I'm an artist, creativity guide, energy healer, and meditation facilitator, and founder of Dreams of Source, a space for creative empaths, highly sensitives, and intuitives living between worlds, cultures, and borders. So let's dive into today's episode. Nine lessons I've learned about love and commitment in marriage and in art. Happy Valentine's Day. Today, I'm thinking about love from the lens of commitment and building a life and legacy, either with yourself, with someone you love, or with your creative passions. I've been with my husband for nine years now, married for six. While I love sharing my art and things I've learned about creativity and healing that stem from personal experience, I'm also deeply private, especially when it comes to things that I find very sacred. There are things I love sharing here at Dreams of Source, but there are things that I love to just keep for myself. My husband's the same. Our relationship's one of them. My husband's a deeply private person, and I honor his need for privacy and keeping what we have just for us and our close family and friends. However, there are lessons I've learned through the years that I'd like to share with you without getting into the personal details of our relationship. Although briefly, what I can say about my husband is this. He's an incredibly inspiring, brilliant, and caring man. A strong, reliable pillar of support, an inspiring martial artist, and a brilliant architect and artist in his own right, among many other talents. He's a committed craftsman, and I feel so inspired by him every day. But mostly, I love his humor, his kind and caring nature, his inner strength, his hunger to keep learning and growing, and his deep, masculine, grounded steadiness. 
I've learned so much from him through the years, especially on resilience and steady commitment. Commitment to family, to one's own journey and growth, and reliability against all odds and challenges. While each relationship's unique, and your needs in a relationship will vary, and I don't claim to know what's best for every relationship, there are lessons I've learned along the way around love and commitment that I'd love to share with you. Here are nine lessons I've learned around love and commitment, which apply to art and creativity as well. I'll be keeping details of our personal relationship private, and focus on lessons that could be a little bit less personal and more general. Take what resonates and release what doesn't feel right for you. Number one, it's not enough to just be compatible with someone's light or positive traits. Try not to be blinded by the light in someone. Look at the cracks, look at the shadows and see if their shadows are compatible with yours. If you're empathic, and I've been guilty of this before my husband when I was single and still dating, I would just see the best in people or focus only on their positive traits. Because of this, I've ignored clear red flags and I didn't walk away from dynamics that are harmful until I was deep into them. Just know that when you commit to someone, it's important to not just look at their positive traits, but to also pay attention to the very human aspects of them, the not so rosy traits the cracks, the wounds, and imperfections in a non-judgmental way. If you're empathic, you're less likely to be judgmental internally, and so it's easy for us to brush aside traits that could be harmful in the end. Ask yourself, is this person's wounding or shadows compatible with mine? Are they minor or are they major red flags that could be really harmful? Just know that you don't have to tolerate dynamics that are abusive, no matter how good their good traits are. It's important that your shadows and quirks are compatible too. How do they handle rejection? How do they express anger or disappointment or sadness or fear? How do they handle difference in opinions? Do they take them personally or do they look at it objectively? How do they express anger or disappointment, sadness or fear? Are they honest and express them in healthy ways or are they repressed or worse, violent? Equally, how do they handle your successes? Are they supportive or competitive? Give yourself a list of traits that you won't tolerate 
or traits that are not what's best for you and your growth or long-term path. Abuse of all kinds, manipulation, violent anger are some to consider as major red flags. A partner that can't be happy for you or your successes and growth due to unresolved insecurities can also be non-negotiables. Anything that will stifle your growth, happiness, individuality, and well-being are valid red flags. This is important. If the shadows of another are compatible with your shadows, the relationship can actually be a healing, respectful, and supportive container for both your healing and growth. In art or creative commitment, some of the shadow traits you learn to handle here are moments of boredom, isolation, rejection, external opinions, both positive and negative, lack of inspiration, resistance, distractions, fear, a calling and profession that's not largely valued in mainstream society, waves of uncertainty, and this work being deeply tied to your emotional state and well-being. Yet, despite all of these, the shadow traits of this commitment make me grow, challenge me in the best of ways, and help me expand as a person. Do you still love your practice so much that you don't mind the downsides of this commitment? Number two, observe how they handle disagreements, conflict, and if they have a certain level of self-honesty and deep self-awareness. If they can handle disagreements in a healthy, honest, respectful, and open way, and if they can be honest and self-responsible for the part they play in a dynamic, if they're not above saying sorry, then you can solve and achieve anything. One of the things I've experienced in my marriage is that the early years together were the easiest early years with someone I've experienced. We were compatible on so many levels in the most easeful of ways. And yet, through the years, you will face life's natural challenges. You will grow, and with growth and personal changes come changes in your relationship dynamics too. Yet time and time again, whether in a romantic relationship or friendship, I have found that the level of self-awareness, self-honesty, and self-responsibility of both people is a good metric for seeing if you can really make a relationship work and go the distance. Do not waste your time in dynamics that involve gaslighting or lack of responsibility for the part they play in conflict. If they don't know how to say sorry due to fear of conflict or difference in opinion and instead resolve things through passive aggressiveness, backhanded remarks, then those are red flags that are not healthy ways to resolve differences nor conflict. No matter how blissful your relationship is, we live on the earth plane and you will encounter difficulties just moving through life's transitions. How do they handle difficulty? Do they work with you or run away at life's challenges? Self-awareness, self-responsibility, clear communication, commitment and respect are the things you want to look out for in a partner. If they have this, you can solve anything and make anything work. 
and art, it's all about being comfortable holding space for the at times conflicting parts of yourself. This happens more often than you might think when engaging with creativity. You'll come face to face with the inspired, wiser part of you, the joyful part of you, and the more emotional, fearful part of you. As expansive light and inspiration come, this also shines a light on where you feel small, limited, and wounded. Making peace with these parts of ourselves, learning how to bring harmony with all of them, listening to all of them, and helping them work together is really key in a creative commitment or practice. Number three, you don't need to be completely alike, but you do need to be headed in a similar direction and hold similar values. In the past, I used to focus on similar traits in the dating pool. I think this is very normal, to be in awe when we find someone completely like us. Yet through the years, I've found this is not the best metric for a successful long-term relationship. It's more important that you compliment and to look beyond interests and see if your values are aligned, if where you're both headed in life is aligned. Of course, you need a level of congruency and similarity where you enjoy sharing many experiences together. But try not to be blinded by similar interests too much. Look at similar values in life's direction instead. For example, and I hear this all the time in the community, of someone wanting a partner that's just as spiritual as they are. To me, it matters more that your partner is open-minded, non-judgmental, and open to growth. Do they have a growth mindset, or do they fear change? Are they constantly working on themselves and their own path too? And lastly, is your vision for your life long-term compatible with theirs? In art, this is the same. Certain projects may come to you, and you need to check in within yourself if this idea is aligned with your current responsibilities, values, and where you're headed. Not every idea that comes to you needs to be birthed by you. Some can just be a passing experience. Sometimes it's not the right time. Write them down and feel into them every time you think about them and see if it feels right for you to commit to them. Number four, windows and walls. I've learned this concept from Elizabeth Gilbert years ago in her book, Committed. She talked about the concept of windows and walls. Ideally, in your romantic relationship, you have healthy windows that keep communication moving between you two and certain walls or boundaries with others to protect your relationship. In terms of data, large cases of cheating actually happen 90% through friendships, where the walls and windows idea is reversed. When you start having more intimate conversations with friends, opening windows where there should be walls, and you start hiding that friendship's intimacy from your partner, where you add a wall to your partner, 
where there should be a window. As you continue adding walls to your partner and windows to someone outside of your relationship, this then has the potential of affecting your romantic relationship. Protect your primary relationship by keeping healthy honesty, clarity, and intimacy with your partner. Notice where you put windows and where you put walls and protect your relationship. In an art commitment or practice, this is about protecting your energy. Protect your health and your well-being. Exercise, sleep, feed your body with nourishing foods, feed your heart, feed your mind. Don't leak it to distractions or situations that drain your life force. Protect your attention span. If your creativity, if your sense of fulfillment really matters to you, protect your energy. Number five, cultivate your interests outside of the relationship. On the flip side, it's so important to not do everything together and to cultivate interests and growth outside of the relationship. We're not codependent with our partner. They are an important part of our life, but they are not our life. When your partner's pursuing and cultivating what they love, it's incredibly sexy. With the consistency and stability that a long-term relationship brings, cultivating your individual interests adds that sense of newness, variety, and fire. It's something you share with them at the end of the day and keeps you both fascinated with each other. When you're both lit up, on the inside, you have plenty to give for each other. In an art commitment or practice, it's definitely the same. Everything you engage in outside of your creative practice enriches your core practice and floods you with an abundance of inspiration. Most of the ideas that come to me don't actually come from visual art. A lot comes from science, sound frequencies, music, videos, plants and gardening. Observe everything. Feel into things. This enriches your core creative practice. Number six, a healthy relationship brings out the best in you and make you the best version of yourself. Have you toned yourself down in a relationship? I have in the past. This is always a red flag because now being with my husband, I can truly say he brings out the best in me. And he said I to him too, thankfully. You become more of who you are and it enhances where you want to head in life where you actually end up enhancing each other's superpowers. I've had more of the courage to pursue my life's dreams because of the beauty and stability of my romantic relationship. They value what matters to you and vice versa. In art, this is about the courage to stay true to your values, vision, and conviction, no matter the external noise, and being very discerning on opinions that are helpful and those that are just unhelpful or irrelevant projections. Not all criticism's bad, 
and it's healthy to be open to constructive and respectful ones. Know which ones to be open to that can enhance your work and growth and which ones to just release. The key here is really to not take things personally and to know that respectful feedback and supportive connections from others can bring out the best in your work. Number seven, fight fair, don't hit below the belt. One of the gifts of a committed relationship is knowing each other so intimately, you have the privilege of holding and witnessing the spectrum of your partner's brilliance and fallibilities. When disagreements happen, protect your partner, protect their vulnerabilities, no matter how annoyed or frustrated you may be in the moment. Keep your discussion on the issue and no matter how frustrated you may feel, do not disrespect or devalue your partner. Name calling, sarcasm, eye rolling, passive aggressiveness are signs of disrespect and are no longer healthy ways to disagree. When in a disagreement, remember you're not fighting against your partner. You're both on the same team and you're focused on the issue. In art, this is the same. Have a very compassionate internal voice, especially when assessing your work while being honest on where you can grow and improve. Treat yourself and your work with respect and protect your vulnerable parts when talking to yourself and when assessing your work. Detaching in this way and being very compassionate with yourself at the same time is so important in the creative process. Number eight, honor agreements, vows, and commitments. An incredibly powerful experience we both had was saying our vows in front of both our families and friends years ago. We both felt it. There was something palpable in the air when we made our vows. A vow is a promise, a commitment, a sacred contract you share with another. The gift of this is stability and a container to build a life and legacy together. Of course, if you've experienced major red flags, abuse, or a reduction of your humanity in a relationship, no matter the vow, you can definitely walk away. But I'm talking about if the relationship is largely a positive experience with a smaller percentage of it being challenging. Through the years, you will go through growing pains, life's challenges, there will be ebbs and flows in your closeness, and so on. In the dating scene, love back then was a feeling, but in a committed relationship, love is a choice. A choice you commit to day by day. To love them in moments when they're being unlovable. To love yourself when you're unlovable. To choose to love them today, and then the next day, and the next. No matter how tired and stressed you are no matter the niggles of life's responsibilities. In an art practice, follow through, finish projects even through doubt, fears, resistance, or obstacles. This is incredibly powerful. The satisfaction and self-trust with finishing is unlike any other. 
Number nine, don't stop wooing each other. Laugh a lot, enjoy building a life together, and do not take each other for granted. You gotta laugh most days and woo each other. And I have to say, it's really not the big gestures or big milestones you treasure after all this time. It's actually simple day-to-day -day life together, doing the grocery together, huddling on the couch, watching TV, holding each other as you fall asleep, seeing love in the simple and the ordinary, saying I love you, I adore you, day to day. These are the moments that you treasure in a marriage. I also know that the nature of life is that of impermanence. Even if you succeed in spending a lifetime together, at the end of one's life, you'll still be parted. This is the reality of life. So, treasure each moment. Do not take each other for granted. Do not abandon yourself for your partner. But instead, cultivate a relationship that enhances both of your lives. In art, enjoy the process. Enjoy each small minute moment mixing paint, rinsing brushes, cleaning your tools. Do not take each moment for granted. It is a gift and a luxury to have space to engage with the mystery and to express it in the physical through creativity. Each moment you sit in front of your work is new, no matter how often you've been doing it. The decision to love and commit to another, to yourself and to your creativity, is an incredible act of bravery and a beautiful path of growth. I hope you enjoyed these nine lessons in love and commitment. And again, just take what resonates and let go what doesn't feel right. Happy Valentine's Day. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, or share it with someone who you feel could be supported by this episode too. And if this feels right, I would really appreciate it if you leave a review on your favorite podcasting app so that this episode and all of these other episodes can reach those who need it too. I invite you to my website at dreamsofsource.com where you'll find courses, free downloadable workbooks, and original paintings to help add calm, beauty, and healing in your sacred space.